York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. This is Jailers from Nick's Time Show. He give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time for us to talk Nick's Hornets. All right, the Knicks are playing the Hornets tonight. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. will be looking for a revenge game, but hopefully we can stop that in this track. Okay? <laughs> but let's go. Let's go. We're going to get all to it. But to talk Nick's Hornets, I want to introduce my guest, my man, Sam Dracula. Sam Dracula has his own YouTube channel detailing the Charlotte Hornets, and he's going to break us down. He's going to help us look at the team matchups and tell us everything there is to know about these Charlotte Hornets. So please, everybody, welcome Sam Dracula. What's going on, Sam? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, Also do a podcast with Raymond Felton, our shared boy, our shared guy, Raymond Felton. Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you do our, you do a pie with our guy Ray, okay? Yeah, so I just want to mention that as well. Yeah, yeah. We talk Hornets, so sorry Knicks fans. Well, some Knicks stuff may be tossed in there because we'll talk about like his career every once in a while. But okay, yeah, it's called okay. Believe in Hornets. It's 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 a weekly podcast available everywhere. Yeah, shout out to Ray. I've actually talked. I've actually talked to Ray before. I was actually started out doing a show with somebody else, and mm-hmm. we introduced Raymond Felton. Ray, Ray's a really cool guy, man. Really, really cool guy. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. We're here to talk Knicks versus Hornets. Yeah. Let's get to it. So, and we talked about this early before, but the Knicks versus Hornets matchup is really interesting because of unpredictability, right? Um, there's no limit on ball because of injuries. There's yep. no, <laughs> uh, your boy, um, Terry, scary Terry, Terry Rozier. Yeah. He's also injured. So there's a lot of X factor. So even though I feel like, you know, Knicks can take them, I don't want to get too comfortable because of what y'all just did to the Hawks the last game. All right. So we yep. want to cool our horses because there's a lot of things can go wrong. Um, so yeah. And, and, and no Cody Martin, who's our best perimeter defender too. Uh, he, too. He, he played one minute this season. He missed all Jeez, preseason, got hurt minute. after a minute quad injury. It's not like terrible, but like it's been tough. So this Hornets team, when you mentioned unpredictability, no one knows what to expect. This team, we have, the Hornets fans hasn't haven't seen this team at full health yet either. So like, what this team is is still a question mark even for us. So that's why like these games are so exciting going forward. You mentioned the Hawks game, we saw what the Pelicans did to the Hornets, and then there's a Spurs game. Like the Spurs are the Spurs, so you kind of have to right. throw that whole thing out because <laughs> because of what, the state of the Spurs at the moment. You're right. You're right. It's true. You're right. Spurs be Spurs. It was the Spurs being the Spurs. I was like, dang, they lost Dejounte, and they still going. They still getting busy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, but I digress. Let's mm-hmm. let's get to let's let's get to these matchups, Knicks <clears throat> versus Hornets, and get to our first head scratcher, the first guy on the list, the first matchup that I have the most questions about probably is Dennis Smith Jr. Versus Jalen Brunson, like Knicks Nation is very familiar with Desmond Jr. Okay, very familiar. Yep. As I click this off, we get to the star. Desmond Jr. is a guy who doesn't really hit threes at a high clip. Um, 
He has very high highs and low lows when it comes to games. He doesn't really get up for every game. Um, but since he's been with you guys, I think I heard something that said like he was the he's rated the highest plus minus on the defensive end or something. Yeah, I, think, I think he said he has the highest defensive rating so far in the NBA, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's there. Like, I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if he's just like just locked in in general, but he's been he's been bringing it. And I mentioned how Cody Martin's been out. He's been the best perimeter defender on the team, like on whether it's at the point of attack or coming over to help. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. for us has been a, a godsend because this team around the perimeter defending non-existent before this mm. like before this season it's been tragic and is that steve clifford is that just i don't know these guys like smith is on a non-guaranteed deal is it that i don't know but i'm here for it i'm enjoying it while it lasts fighting for his NBA life so yeah, yeah. I, I know for me when i'm watching jalen brunson guard guys sometimes i feel like he has trouble against the speedier guys so i feel like it's gonna be a style difference I definitely feel like Jalen's gonna bring it. Yep. He's been really solid for us. Seven assists a game, making the direct the, the correct plays, taking the ball out of Julius Randle's hands, shooting threes, <laughs> posting up. So I fully expect him to take advantage of his size against Dennis Smith Jr. Um, but I'm not sure how much of a fight Dennis is gonna put up. So that's what I'm really looking to see how that plays out. Plus, I want to see how he reacts coming back to the garden. Yeah, that's what I really want to yeah. see. I, I I think I think Brunson's gonna get his numbers, um, and is I think Smith and whoever helps him will give him a hard time. Like he's gonna put up stuff, but I think we'll see like four or five turnovers from Brunson tonight, just from the Hornets, just kind of just being bought in on the defensive end. Um, but there's no stopping Brunson on this team. Like we can't we can't do anything about it. We can just kind of make it a little more difficult for him. Yeah, I can see that. You guys are still, what, they ranked seventh in pace still with Nola Melo, fourth yeah. in offensive rating, and 12th in defensive rating. So, um, yeah, guys are still kind of competing. On the yeah, flip side, let's see, let's see, let's see. The Knicks are still up there in a lot of 16th in pace, not as fast. Um, offensive rating, we're seventh offensive rating, so it should be offense bonanza. But our defense have been pretty good as well. Defense are pretty good, fifth, fifth in the off in offensive rating. But for us, we're going to have to keep it with their pace. We can't get lazy. Um, we have to run back on defense. They're gonna look to you know get steals and get on transitions, and we're gonna have to be in our P's and Q's. So far, we've been good with that, yeah. but um, we're really gonna have to be in P's and Q's today. Yeah, no, and honestly, same for the Hornets because, you know, when this team in the past, it's hard to talk about this team because we have a new coach and I'm still stuck in the in the, in the the cloud of last year with um, how this team would come out to slow starts in the first quarter and then have mm -hmm. to fight back for three just to make it a competitive game. Um, this year, that really hasn't been the case. The Hornets haven't okay. been down terribly. Like the, when they played the Pelicans, Pelicans just outmanned them. And every time it got into single digits, Pelicans just put on the gas and just took off. Like just went into another gear. Right. Hawks, Spurs, they didn't do that. You know, the Hornets were able to to maintain those games without, you know, overextending and putting up a bunch of uh, without shooting a bunch of threes that weren't going in. Like they're playing really disciplined. So Ubre, who I see we have next there, he's in that same camp. A guy who wasn't very disciplined last year when it came to shot selection. This right. year he's taking fewer threes. 
and his overall percentage, he's taking three fewer game, three fewer threes per game through the same point of last year where okay. it was a tragic. You didn't know what you were going to get from Kelly Bray from distance. This year, he's been more selective. He's been shooting at a higher percentage. And it's been like a real contributor because like he's not meant to be starting. He's meant to be our sixth man. But with Terry, LaMelo, um, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre is our starting shooting guard right now. Right. And he's a guy we was actually looking at, too. I felt like I was interested in him. But um, yeah. as for Evan Fournier, for me and for Knicks fans, we're always looking at Evan Fournier as the odd man out defensively. We're always going to have yeah. that worry that whoever's going to be the opposing two guard, we're going to have to play a lot of help defense. So I'm worried about Evan in that regard. So hopefully he can step it up. As far as him hitting threes, it's been kind of sh- shaky-ish so far. But um, I think he's still trying to figure out where he's getting his shots from with this new Knicks offense where, you know, we got, it seems like the, the hierarchy is set where it's RJ, it's, mm. It's Jalen and it's Julius Randle, and Evan kind of gets the scraps, Evan and Mitch. So um, I don't know if that's throwing off his rhythm. He hasn't been horrible from three, super horrible, but he hasn't been Evan of last year so far. So, but hopefully he starts to catch fire today and figure out where his shots are going to come from. But ultimately, I still feel like we're going to end up subbing him out in the fourth quarter for someone defensive, whether it be Cam or whether it be IQ, who's been doing it so far. But yeah. Okay. Okay. That's I, interesting. I might give that edge. I'm definitely giving the edge to Ubre on that matchup. For for me. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I'm here for that because like, again, this 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 year's Ubre has been way more disciplined, getting to the rim especially, and getting mm-hmm. to the foul line, which he didn't do a lot of last year. He's doing it more so far this year. So, I'm a fan of Ubre. So I'm looking forward to see if he continues that that development. Right. Right. I still I'm gonna go with Jalen for the first matchup though, even though I don't know what oh, this is yeah, gonna easy. do. No, I'm, I'm easy, going with yeah, Jalen. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I like Dennis Smith Jr., but not that much. I feel you, man. <laughs> <laughs> RJ versus Gordon Hayward. This is I mean, annoying to me. I don't know what to expect from Gordon Hayward either. Gordon Hayward used to be an all-star. He used to ball out. Yep. What is he doing right now? He's balling out. He's getting it done on both ends. It's it's really quiet the way he gets his points. You know, um, that's the big thing with him. No one, like no one doubts his ability. If you do, I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're watching. Like he can score on three levels. Yeah, he's a he's a veteran. He's like the adult in the room for this Hornets team right now, especially. And if he stays healthy, he's a key piece of what they're gonna do this season. Like this team, I don't have a lot of this Hornets team. I'm have concerns about. Mainly with Hayward's health, obviously, if he's healthy, if he can play seventy plus games, this Hornets team can do something this year. Um, but this year, especially, you know, I think he's been very good, um, really efficient, and again, the adults in the room when there needs to be some stability with all these right. guys out. And with RJ, um, I need his three point shot to come back. He started to hit a couple last game, but for him, I just need his decisions in making this kind of step up. That's what I've been missing from RJ. But mm-hmm. he's a, notoriously a slow starter, um, and he's starting a little bit slow today. I mean, so far, so I, but I expect him to kind of pick it up. I'm hoping he at least equals Gordon Hayward's effort today and starts to do what he does best. I want him to take on that personality from Jalen Brunson, go to the hole, kick it out, find open teammates, and, and not force. And then when he has the lane finish strong because i do i do like that he's finishing better so far a little bit 
when he has the opportunity to finish correctly. When I mean finish correctly, I mean when he's taking the right shots. You know what I mean? But um, sometimes it gets a little tunnel vision. But um, hopefully there's some carryover from the last game because we played the Magic the last game and I felt like he started setting his teammates up more and he started hitting threes and he started playing more like RJ. And as long as he does that and he starts to get going to open floor, he should be okay. But um, this matchup to me is like a question arc for me. I can see it going either way. I can definitely see Gordon Hayward taking it, but I can also see RJ... Um, taking it depending on how, what RJ we get today. Yeah, yeah. I mean Hayward, I think is just he's largely Mister Consistent, and and I, I'm not worried about him when he's out there. You know, I, I with very few exceptions, like unless we're playing J, like the Celtics and Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm I'm favoring Hayward in, in those type of mass matchups. If unless it's like the the super elite guy, so um, I, I got I back Hayward. I back Hayward there. Yeah, I can't even fault you. I can't even fault you. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Randle. Prodigal son has come back to the Knicks. The the Garden <laughs> Faithful has actually cheered for him last game. I, I, I thought you need to know that. Because <laughs> after the thumbs down thing, there's been a debate on whether we even want him or not. Uh, yes. You might not even know. Did you hear about the, the Julius Randle, Terry Rozier trade rumors? No. Oh, no. Oh, that. no. When was that? This summer? No, this was like two seasons ago. A season two or seasons ago. ago. Was it before yeah. or after? Yeah, Randall had yeah, the I crazy Yeah, I think Scott Perry wanted to trade a Randall for Rozier. Before he, was, it, was it before that year? He had the, the all-star most improved player year? Or was it after so. that? I think so. Okay. I think so. But if I actually have faith in Randall, I'm, I'm <laughs> weird to say. Yeah. So um, this is one of like he has these empty stats that they had last year. The most impressive mm. thing I've seen from this year is the effort on the defensive end, the commitment to running, the commitment to getting other people involved. Um, he's hitting a couple of threes here and there, but uh, floater game has been good. He's been finishing better, and he's been a two-way player and a, de- and a demon on the on rebounding. And so I feel like Randall is going to have a good game. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Randall's gonna have a like. I mean, he's gonna outscore PJ for sure. Like PJ's out there. His main priority is was on defense. He's like Mason Plumley. He's gonna PJ's on Mason Plumley like cleanup duty basically. You know when, right. when if if Mason gets sucked into like a a bad switch or something like that, PJ's gonna have to do a lot of covering, and so th- that's where his impact's gonna be. He's gonna hit a, like PJ will hit a couple threes, but his job today and really like well his job this season is to defend the, the post basically um right, right, until right. you know richards or like some of these other guys the younger guys on the team step up and be like all right this is our our center going forward or what have you but yeah pj yeah so i think randall's gonna have a better night statistically but PJ's gonna be the one like his job is to slow that down right yo my computer is bugging today guys i'm trying to work with it <laughs> i'm trying to work <laughs> man this is crazy all right Last matchup I want to talk about Mitchell Robinson versus Plumlee. Blotness Monster has been incredible for us. Defensively, he stepped up. I, I think I definitely know Mitch is going to dominate this one, um, especially considering his length, his quickness. Uh, I think we're going to end up 
involving Plumlee's pick and rolls and try to take advantage of that that lob threat, especially between Mitch and RJ. I can see that happening. The thing we have to worry about with Plumlee is that the passing he brings from the foul line, especially with LaMelo here. Yeah. They'll probably go through that a little bit more. We have to be on our P's and Q's about that. But, I mean, we did decently with Wendell Carter Jr. our last game. That's kind of a similar strength. But I think Mitch Robinson got this matchup. Yeah, like, you know, the Hornets just, just played the the um, the Hawks and Clint Capella got a double-double, right? But, you know, Hornets, Hornets handled the Hawks. So, like, Plumlee, like you mentioned, he's going to bring the passing, like some playmaking. I don't want to like, overstate it. He's, he's I, I, I lovingly call him Nikola Plumlee. He's, but he's far, he's far from the right? <laughs> Nikola Plumlee. We got one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see him run the ball on the floor. On the bench. Yeah. yeah, man. I like him. I, I, I wish he was in Charlotte. Um, yeah, you'll see him tonight bring the ball up the floor and Hornets fans will pull their hair out. But it's it's okay. Mason Plumley is just okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I imagine he's going to get dunked on quite a bit tonight. Um, oh, yeah. But I think he's going to be in, involved in rebounding and um, in the, on the playmaking side. With maybe, maybe, maybe. A few made free throws. He's shooting left-handed still. It's doing better. Be on the lookout for that. He's even worked up the confidence to take a, a left-handed jump shot. Oh, so really? Just be mindful of that, Knicks fans. It's gonna be it's okay. it's it's, a, it's, a, it's gonna yeah. be a sight to see when you see it in real time. It's like, whoa, you shooting it? Oh no! <laughs> oh, he's been watching Kyrie. <laughs> really look like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ro- Mitchell Robinson. Should, Robinson's the better, uh, the better, the better uh, player there. Uh, a little sure. bit. I'll take. I'll say it. Yeah. And and here's the thing, the bench. All right, this is projected Oof. bench, correct? Who's gonna get most of the minutes? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the Hornets. Yeah, it's starting with book night stuff, man. It's <laughs> that just that shook me a little bit. Um, but it's, <laughs> that's a, that's the state of things. That's the state of things. Um, given certain uh injuries we have going into the year, but yeah. Book Knight got 10 points the other night, which was big because he just hasn't looked good at all during preseason. He missed mm-hmm. Summerlee with a pinky injury, had a terrible preseason, had one good quarter, the final quarter of preseason. In the last game, the, the fourth quarter of the last game, he had a good showing. Like he looked comfortable, like actually looked comfortable out there. And then he had the off court stuff. And then he had a 10 point yeah. game last night off the bench, or not last night, whatever, two nights ago. And so my question with him, is what do we see tonight? I just don't know what to expect from him at all. Uh, so anything is a pleasant surprise, but I, he just hasn't looked good on the ball. His shot hasn't looked good. He hasn't been it defensively, but he looked good against the Hawks. So maybe that's, sign, that's a sign of things to come. But against Quickly, that's not even not even a question. Like Quickly is years ahead of book night. Yeah, I, I'll give that to Quickly as well. I feel like the bench in general is where we're going to start to really eat. And it's funny because quickly hasn't really been shooting the lights out. Um, but last game he actually had a zero point game, but he had seven what eight assists and seven rebounds or seven assists and eight rebounds. I don't know which which one is which, but he still affected the game. And I think that's a lot of Knicks fans really want to see from quickly. They want to see more point guard quickly, and not Chuck quickly. So um, hopefully mm-hmm. we see that quickly. But I, the good thing about Quickly though is even if he doesn't shoot well, he always he he gives his all on the defensive end. So I expect that to happen. He's gonna give his all on defense. Like I said, he might end up closing um, if the game is kind of close. 
to be put on Ubre. Um, but it also might be Cam Reddish because Cam Reddish has been showing up defensively too. And okay, okay. Cam Reddish is a little bit of a bigger body. And I would actually be a little bit worried about the quickly versus Ubre matchup, personally, even as good as a defensive guy that quickly is. I might yeah. be more with the size with on Cam him. in that regard. Yeah. I like what how what Cam brought to the last game. On the on defensive end anyway. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Ubre has a, would have the size advantage over quickly in uh in a crunch time lineup. So yeah, I think that makes more sense bringing on a guy like Reddish to defend yeah. Ubre. I think it's down to that. Yeah. What about McDaniel's? Cause I know Derek Rose, he hasn't really been playing a lot much lately. He's mm-hmm. only played like five or something minutes last game. So I can we're probably gonna end up staggering minutes and having RJ play with them a little bit. That's what Tibbs has been doing last game anyway. So I'm interested to see what's what's gonna happen there. But what do you what's what's going on with Jimmy uh Jalen McDaniels? So uh Jalen is one of the guys that's like the poster child for the Hornets developmental system, right? He was a second round pick, spent his time in the G League, came along slowly, he's gotten better every single season. And so him, what tonight at this point, at this point in his career, similar to JT Thor, who was who's at the bottom there, they're gonna do very similar things tonight. They're, these these guys are are very tall. JT Thor has a better like NBA body, like he's a bigger dude yeah, than, than Jalen. But yeah, these guys are really nice athletes, big wings that can do a lot of things on both ends. So they're gonna cause a lot of issues, I guess. Uh, like issues for us. Like sorry, issues for y'all, but like you know, good stuff for us when it comes right. to switching on on defense, running the floor, defending, rebounding, and they both can shoot. They can shoot. They're mm. they're they're confident, willing shooters. They're, you know, they're not they're not going off the dribble, but you'll catch them in the corner every once in a while if the Knicks slack on defense. Someone will find them. The Hornets' ball movement this year has been really impressive. Guys making yeah. that extra pass and finding their teammates. So Thor and McDaniel's, I think, could benefit uh, um, can benefit with that if they're on the floor. But yeah, uh, so those two dudes are for me the well and, and Nick Richards, and then we'll get to that in a second. But from like a wing point of view, those guys are pride and joy. Like I'm so happy these guys are are doing so well because Thor. Again, second round pick, another similar to McDaniels. He was in the same draft class as Kai Jones and James Booknight and has surpassed them. The two first round picks, like JT Thor is a, a more important player than the mm. two guys they took in the first round in the same class. So JT Thor is legit. I'm excited for more fans to see him play. And I'm glad that uh, the new coach, Clifford, is believing in Thor because we saw some glimpses of things last year and we're seeing more and more as the year goes on. So I guess the matchup to really look at is might be the Cam Reddish versus JT Thor matchup. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Jalen and JT. I think Cam just you know depending on the staggering goes because even Obi Toppin like Thor and McDaniel will play some three and four, uh, just mm-hmm. depending um, on what's going on. But so yeah, like the it, it's gonna be it's gonna be that that's that's gonna be like one of those like low key matchups that um, like basketball nerds are gonna really dig because these these guys are gonna be really exciting um, at some point and they'll show some flashes here tonight. Yeah, and I can say for that for Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, one thing Obi is going to do is he's going to run. He's going yeah. to run. He's going to run. He's going to run some more. So um, as long as we get that rebound, look out for that leak out. It's probably at least going to get four points on a leak out. Um, yeah. So I'm looking for Obi to continue to do that um, and do some passing. But I think the key to Obi really is getting that jump shot going. If he hits a, a three or two, to get himself going, then the floodgates happen for him, and then it really starts to open up. Open up. But 
But uh, I'm excited to see if Obi can continually play well. He actually only scored 10 points last game, but it was one of those things where Julius Randle was playing so well that the coach mm. sat him, even though Obi was playing well as well. So I'm excited to see if Obi can get some burn this game and, and, and show off and, and, and flex. And also ready to see what's going to happen with Hartenstein because Nick Richards seems yeah. like you know, he's starting to cr- turn the corner. Oh, man. I, I know that I know the nickname for him. Kareem Abdul Richards. Wow. I'm loving it. Y'all, y'all going out the window with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Kareem Abdul uh, Richards. Three games, two double-doubles. What are we saying? What are we saying? You know, one, again, one, one of them is against the Spurs. So, allow it. I, but, I, I mean... We're we are we are prone to overreacting over here in this land. So <laughs> well, I get it. All right. As as fans, as fans, we're allowed to be irrational. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So we're three games into the year. Uh Richards again, another second round pick uh for the Hornets. A guy, the second center they took in the same draft. Um, he's he's outlasted Vernon Carey and a lot of other guys to still be on the team three years later and has really turned the corner. And he's he's gonna bring uh rebounding, dunks, mm-hmm. and um and so, like he's not gonna like you know, he's not a, he's not gonna be swatting shots left and right or anything like that. But he's gonna offer some protection at the rim, and his free throw was nice. He can actually shoot the ball from the free throw line, unlike Plumley. Like uh, Richards mm. is like a seventy something, like seventy five percent free throw shooter, where Plumley is like half that. So in crunch time, you can see Richards out there, um, which something the Hornets haven't really had before a center that can play in crunch time. That's not a liability at the free throw line. So if it gets right. down to those uh, late game situations. Richards could bring something. He could, he could, he's kind of playing himself into those. Um, he's playing himself into trust trust with the coach and being a guy who can, can crunch, be available in crunch time. And maybe eventually, you know, a week, a month, the new starting center on the team. Like, he may play his way, way into that if he continues the strength. But also, I'm, I'm like, a rationally high on Nick Richards. I'm really happy for his success. But, again, three games into, into the season. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But he, I think he, he played very well. He played better than Capella. Uh you know, they 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 weren't exactly a matchup, but you know, um against Capella and John Collins, Richards was a standout. Against Valanchunas, different story. Valanchunas is just big dogged him for the whole game. So just every rebound that came their way. But you have that Valanchunas, that's what he does. Um, I feel so, you. hey, listen, man. Jalen Brunson is second coming of Mark Jackson, okay? That's what we see it over here. All right. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. I get it. And for us, we have Isaiah Hardenstein over here. All right. Yeah, and yeah. Isaiah is a guy who's going to hit those threes every now and again. He's going to, he can shoot from the foul line. He got a nice little floater. He can play defense too. Sometimes a little bit overzealous, tiny bit, but he also plays mm-hmm. defense. And he's kind of been working his way in the rotation too. Last game, he and Mitch actually split minutes. So mm-hmm. with him, it's kind of like a flow of the game thing. Whatever we need, um, whatever's happening with foul trouble, you'll see Isaiah Hartenstein come in. Like for the, for the Memphis Grizzlies game, he came in and he gave us like what thirty something minutes, and really helped us. Actually, gave us a little bit more spacing when he played with the first unit with that threat to hit the three and even just the little mm. floater. So us here, Knicks Nation, we're high in Hartenstein as well. And um, man, we really love that pickup. We love that pickup. So. The Isaiah versus Richards thing might be something to watch. The OB Cam versus the Theo uh, McDaniels thing might oh. be something to write. Watch. Yeah. Quickly, I'm thinking quickly has it. 
I'm thinking Quigley has that matchup. But mm-hmm, um, this should sure. be a fun matchup overall. I'm always gonna believe in the in the Knicks bench. I f- I feel like we have like top five bench in the league. That's me personally. Nope. Especially if we click on okay, all okay. So that's hey. me personally. Even if Derrick Rose plays, then come on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> are you guys missing anybody? Is anyone hurt? Um, we're Did missing you Quentin, Grimes. Well, Quentin Grimes. Quentin okay. Grimes. Um, is possibly our best permitted defender. Hmm. The thing is, he kind of worked his way into the lineup last season and did some good things. He got torched. He got torched a little bit, a little bit defending against the Bucks, defending Middleton. But it's Middleton, right? He He's like 16. Yeah. But then the next yeah. game, he played him again, gave him some fits, dropped third on the head. And he's a guy who he's always going to give 100% on the defensive end. And a lot of Knicks Nation is really clamoring for him to start over Evan Fournier. Some people also want Cam to start Evan Fournier. But um, mm-hmm. we really trust him defensively. And to kind of give everything that Evan does, the quick trigger from three, but also bring the defense at the same time. So uh, we're a lot of people are really high on on um, on the Grimes. Nick Grimes. On Grimes. <laughs> But um, he's yeah, he has an injury to his foot that is hurting preseason, okay. and he's been day to day for a while now. So mm. we're we're waiting to see when he comes back, but hopefully he comes back soon. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I remember like during the Donovan Mitchell stuff, Grimes was one of those names that like the Knicks weren't really willing to give up for Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if that was true or not. I know. Yo, I know I asked the front Ian Begley. Ian was here on the show. We talked about that, and he said it was really confirmed. I don't believe it was like a, a situation where he was untradeable. I yeah. think for me, the most likely scenario is they didn't want to put him in the package with RJ at the same time. They want to separate both, yeah. the two. Yeah. It was like him with a package or RJ with a package, but not both. God. To me, that makes the okay. most logical sense. To have him be untradeable in a Donovan Mitchell deal, I, I just I just don't buy it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. That was about <laughs> but yeah, salute to you, man. Salute. I got the Knicks going in. What you got? So, um, I think the Knicks win as well. Oh, okay. I think uh, I think it'd be like 115, 105, something like that. Um, but I'm a Hornets fan, so I'm tend I tend to err on the side of the. The of course, L. of course. Also, low key hoping the team tanks. So wouldn't hate it. Like I'm rooting. I want my team to win every single game, right? On the record, I'm. I do live streams during Hornets games. I'm rooting from for the Hornets to win every game. But if they lose, I'm not losing a single second of sleep over it because of a certain Frenchman out there. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> just, so just, yeah, y'all just only gonna pick game. this year, right? Yeah. Well, it's kinda. So it, if it's top sixteen protected, so okay. Yeah. You know, okay, the Hornets yeah. also have the Nuggets yeah. pick, which is hilarious. Because it's a it's it's lottery protected, so the Hornets will have two picks this year. But yeah, we yo, have our own pick. It's top sixteen protected. Yo, it's funny because I know everybody in NBA is going after that Lakers pick. Yeah, and I know y'all got Terry Rozier, and y'all look at those Lakers pick like gold. I know you guys are, and yeah. um, I know some people in the nation are looking at the Lakers the same way. They're like, um, some people were like, well, if Julius Randle plays well, maybe we can package him and Evan or something for those two first round picks. So we might be competing oh, yeah. on like on the backside and, and, of some trade scenarios, the Lakers, like everybody else. Yeah. 
<laughs> on a on a Westbrook deal. Oh for, yeah, for well, yeah, exactly. On a Westbrook yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah, for, for the Hornets, it'd be have to be it'd be have to be Terry and Hayward, uh, for Westbrook and those picks. It's gonna be mm-hmm. a race, man. Because like, so whoever team is only gonna ask for one of those picks is gonna get it. Because uh, I think it's gonna be when I don't know December comes around and that kind of everybody's available to be traded at that point. Uh, whatever team's willing to take less when it comes to those picks, like we'll get Westbrook and like how do we, I think win the sweepstakes. So you we'll think? see, man. I I want this team to win. Um, I in the, before the season started, I thought one com- a combination of the Knicks, Wizards. Or the Magic could take the Hornet spot in the ten, like as the ten seed. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not one of those teams, maybe two of those teams. So I didn't like feel good about the roster going in three games, and it feels pretty great. But again, it's a long season. So when like January comes, and if, if this Hornets team is like a ten seed in January, it's like man, just throwing the towel, man. Let's yeah, go exactly. Throw I'm I'm gonna be surprised <laughs> if December first y'all start trading. When is when's the trade deadline start? <laughs> Were you allowed to, to trade people? I think was it, the I think it's like, like December. That? It's like middle of December, I think, when the guys yeah. who are like signed in the off season, it just becomes easier to trade people. Um, yeah. In December, Terry's gone. He's gone. I can't imagine y'all. I love Terry. I love Terry. <laughs> After December, I just can't. <laughs> I know already <laughs> know like, y'all want to pair Lamelo with Victor. I already know. Yeah, or Scoot, man. I don't like. I'm not picky. I'll take either of them. Like, I'll take Scoot too. With, no, the best way for this Hornets team to get better is through the draft of the trade market because it's not mm-hmm. a free agent destination and the cap isn't great for the Hornets either. Like it's a right. tough cap situation for the boys. So uh, if it involves, you know, taking your foot off the gas for, for one season. Yeah. A little, little mini tank for one year. I'm here for it, man. I'll, I'll I'm, I have to yeah. wa- I'm watching these games live anyway. It doesn't make it doesn't, like I'm a sufferer <laughs> myself. <laughs> so like. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to sacrifice my live streams for Man. one year for a chance at Win Binyama. There's a lot of Knicks fans who want to tank too, but we got Jalen Brunson here. It's just not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not yeah. happening. The, the best we can hope for is packing some picks to move up in this draft. And moving up won't get us Scooter or Victor, but we hope maybe like a good constellation prize, if anything. That's the most we can hope for. Well, you guys um, been like trading us. out and back for a couple years now, so you should have like a a decent amount of first rounders, right? Oh yeah, we got we got we got yeah. we got a good amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got so. two this year. <laughs> I think we have like our eight or nine um going forward. We have all our first round picks. We got three from OKC. So we're mm. pretty loaded. But um some people might say the OKC picks aren't worth aren't worth much because they're protected and then nah, nah, nah. but at least one of those picks, the one we have from the Bucks, um should be worth something. Bare minimum. So we're good on yeah. picks. We're good on picks. But man, man, yo, yo, thanks for coming through, man. A lot of valuable hey, info. Any, anytime, anytime. Always happy to talk basketball and, and Hornet stuff. You, whether things are good or bad, it's always interesting talking Hornet stuff. So I'm here for it, man. Yeah, same here. We, we, I'm a glutton for punishment too. We good or bad? We here talking Knicks, rain and shine. All right, yeah, 2015 yeah. season, 2016 season. Here talking Knicks. So, yeah, yeah. brother. All I right. Appreciate you. Yo, let them know where people can find you, sir. Yeah. Um, so, um, youtube.com slash Sam Dracula. Sam Dracula.com has all my links. Hornets, I do Hornets content on YouTube and on the podcast, uh, waves. So, YouTube videos, uh, YouTube live streams during Hornets games. And then uh, I do a podcast with Raymond Felton every single week talking mainly Hornets. It's called Believe in Hornets. 
uh, available everywhere. Uh, again, samdracula.com to see to get the link to the to everything. It's all it's all there, nice and easy to find. Uh, but yeah, and then we, we'll talk like other NBA stuff as well. But it's mainly Hornets content. But if you want to, you know, Understand. support a former Nick, give us a listen. We're recording a new episode tomorrow, so we'll be talking about this Knicks game. Yeah, shout out to the guy Remy Felton, Knicks legend. I feel like underappreciated Knicks point guard here, man. Yeah, people leave yeah, him out when they talk about Knicks point guard, but I, I, I like this game. All right, at least when he's here, he really yeah, gave yeah. his all. Oh, all for right? sure, for sure. All right, all right. Uh, you already know, man. You already know to find us. You can find us at DKT Show on Twitter, uh, Nick Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. Also, you can check out the blog, right? At nicktimeshow.com. Writers are doing good things over there, writing at the blog. And also check out FUBU TV. If you go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT, um, you get MSG free for seven days free trial. And if you start, if you decide to extend that, you know, you help us out and you help yourself out to some Knicks basketball on FUBU TV. All right. All right. That is our show. Hold on, me shout me shout out to the to the chat. I ain't even acknowledge the chat all day. <laughs> I see my man Jay Boogie's in the chat. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Shout out to Corey Lee, Jason M, JT Reddick, my guy Eric Nugget Fresh is in the building. Theodore Rivera. We'll see. Everybody else is rocking the KO2 show. We'll be back. We'll be back tonight. Talking Knicks Hornets and the outcome of that game. All right, cool. All right. That was our show. We out of here. And as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these next YouTube streets. All right. That is our show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,